When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Well, good day, everybody. Um, What's going on? Welcome to what well, back-to-back After 9 Podcast. I know. You know what? There's too much to talk about, and we really want to get to some of that. Can I start with some DMs I, I got? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, this one is from Nicole. I will not say a last name because I'm not sure if she wants me to say her name. Uh, she says, hey, Kat, love listening to you and Scott in the mornings on the beat. I especially love the podcast. Just finished listening to the latest one about Trump and the World Health Organization. I wanted to add a little info about the who, and I don't blame countries for questioning them and wanting a review. A very good friend of mine is an epidemiologist for the government of Canada. Before she worked for the government, she had a placement with the WHO a couple years ago. Recently, due to the pandemic, she was hired back by WHO to track COVID-19. The part I thought was weird about it was that she did not move to Sweden to work for them until the middle of March. They also only expected her to be there three months. Seems like it was a little too late. So much was already going on in China, Italy, and Spain. We all know she probably won't be coming home anytime soon. Sadly, I don't know any more details. But she goes on to say, stay safe, and thanks for putting out the podcasts. So, interesting. Mid-March is when they finally said, okay, we need more people here. Could they not have done that a little bit earlier, considering it is the World Health Organization, and we knew about this for a lot longer than March? You're fucking right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, they, uh, the World or- World Health Organization has completely, is my speaker too loud, by the way, in your studio? I'm just asking. Let I me just it. drop it down a little bit. There you go. Okay. Um, I, I'm just going to say that the World Health Organization has shit the bed at every single turn in all of this. And, you know, it's funny because we blame Teresa Tam sometimes, or I do, or I have been lately. At first, I thought she was great. Now I'm really starting to see the irony of some of the things she's saying. And I can't quite figure out if we should blame everything on the World Health Organization or if we should blame everything on our chief medical officers of health for listening to the World Health Organization, because they must have been able to see back then that this was a complete waste of time. It's very, very frustrating. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Do you have any more DMs or do you want me to go? Yeah, there's a couple other um, DMs I have. Someone else asking, they said I mentioned a keto bakery. I'm going to mention it again because they do online pickup and there's no shortage of people who have time and don't mind driving to different locations. It's I've been to a bunch of keto bakeries all over the place. If you're listening from the GTA, you guys have a ton of great ones there. So look into it. But if you're listening to anywhere west of the GTA, Sugar Daddy's in Cambridge, it is worth the drive to downtown Galt to do a pickup order. They got amazing cupcakes. So again, Sugar Daddies, you can find them online. That's uh, that's about it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this one here. Hey, Scott, longtime listener. Listen to your podcast religiously. Would love it if you guys could talk about The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. It would be a nice change from the COVID news. Also want to thank you for keeping us all informed. I agree. Teresa Tam is speaking nonsense, and I want my two grand. LOL. Okay, so there's a couple different things in this message. Bachelor, listen to your heart. We talked about this on our terrestrial radio show on 91.5 The Beat. It's okay. I don't know that they necessarily needed the musical element. 
I feel like that's going to get irritating or that people are going to be thinking more about the long-term recording contract and trying to partner up with the person that they duet with better right. as a per- opposed to the person who's going to be the best in a relationship. Yeah. So, eh, it's okay. I'm giving it another chance. So far, Lots of music, not a lot of drama, and I prefer it the opposite way. Okay. See, and the fact that you told me that makes me realize that show is not for me. I, it looked lame to me from the get-go, and I don't mind a Bachelor or Bachelorette. Now and again, I don't watch every single season religiously, but I did love Bachelor in Paradise, which, of course, isn't going to happen this year, which sucks because I loved the drama. The music thing to me, a eh, little bit lame. But I will talk about, if I could talk about another reality show, because you finally watched a little bit of it yesterday for the first time. I am so into The Masked Singer. Mm-hmm. So into it. And I think that there's still, what is it, three weeks or four weeks to go. For those who don't know, they actually filmed all this in advance, including the finale. So we know who all of the people are already. They they canned the whole show, which is great for us, before the pandemic really became a pandemic. And so it's uh, still to come. But I'm going to say it here because I think I know. And, and I'll be shocked if I'm wrong and I will admit I'm wrong. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to be in that astronaut co- uh, costume. Has to be. I don't you think see it's it being Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes, I think it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, I do. I listen to him the next week's episode it's wednesday nights tell me that's not him it sounds just like him and he moves like him if it's not him doppelganger under that absolute doppelganger but we'll see anyway that's a really good reality show if you want to catch yourself up on stuff and you got on demand i'm sure you can find it on youtube or wherever else they put it uh but that's a fun show to watch and keep up with now and you know there is actually going to be a finale to it which is nice too i'm kind of looking forward to this uh disney thing that they're doing tonight They're reuniting the cast of High School Musical, and that was not my generation. I'll be perfectly honest with you, but it was my daughter's, and we watch what our kids want to watch. That's why Kat watches so much fucking, what are those rescue dog thingies that you watch? (laughs) The rescue dog thingies. What what are those The Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, that's it. See, in the same way that you watch Paw Patrol and shit like that, I had to spend a great chunk of my life watching High School Musical and Camp Rock and all that shit. (laughs) I know all about the sweet life of Zach and Cody, in case you're wondering. (laughs) And tonight, the cast of High School Musical is reuniting on ABC, so that'll be kind of good. It is cool. Like, Vanessa Hudgens is a bit of a twat, but otherwise, it should be really, really fun. Yeah. Twat's a great word. You don't hear twat enough. No. Oh, I love it. I used Thanks to hate it, and now I kind of like it only when it suits. And what she said about COVID-19, just it's it's amazing to me. She's still okay to take part in this Disney sing-along when she was like, it's not a big deal. Some people will die. Like, who cares? And was clearly inebriated when she said it. But anyway... For the high school musical fans, it is most definitely exciting. And Zac Efron is taking place, which is great for everybody's eyes. So Uh that's good. Yeah. Uh, We did a mass reorganization of the podcasts in the App Store. If you're a subscriber, you probably wouldn't notice anything. You'll still get the newest episodes as they come out. But for anybody who's a new listener or hasn't clicked subscribe yet, you can now go back and listen to the podcasts in the seasons that we did them. So season one is all the stuff from back at our old station when we were at Z103. Season two is all of the stuff between when we got to the beat and when the pandemic began. If you just want to go back and binge listen COVID-19 shit, 
season three is for you. There's roughly 100 episodes in each season, so there's lots and lots and lots of content to listen to. By the way, this morning, we interviewed the mayor of Kitchener, Barry Verbanovic. He's a great guy, Mm -hmm. a good interview. And even though it was mainly about Kitchener, what he was saying applies to most municipalities. So we promised some listeners this morning Mm -hmm. we'd replay that interview at the end of this podcast. So stick around, and if you want to hear it, it's right there. Is it too soon to open the border? Because Donald Trump... He didn't say like tomorrow or anything, but he did say yesterday he'd like the Canada-U.S. border to be open sooner rather than later. Mm. I don't disagree with him. I'll fucking say it. I don't disagree. I don't think... You want it to be open. No. I don't want it to be open. Well, you know what? Maybe I do. I think I want the border open for common sense measures if i want to uh for example i need to go to the states because all my son's stuff is still in res so i need to go down there at some point so that i can move him out of his dorm and then move him into his next dorm which he will take as of august so i have to go down there and i'm sure that's not considered urgent but i'd like to be able to cross the border again i I don't see what the great concern is Are they worried that Canadians are going to go down there and catch it or that Americans are going to come up here and transmit it? Because I don't see many people doing like vacation traveling right now. No, I I think it would be out of necessity and maybe they could let a couple of things go. But is it really the end of the world if he can't get his stuff? Well, I bought the stuff. I mean, there's a fridge and a TV and an Xbox and half of his wardrobe. But from from most people's perspectives, is it worth it is the question for people who don't don't need to be there. Because that's not a need to cross border. I'm not, I, I'm good with it being shut down for a lot longer because it's not worth it to me unless people are doing it, traveling to help medically or or products that need to be shipped. Uh, those people who are shipping them, great. But otherwise, there's no need for it right now. It's well, not worth me, it. Let me just point out though, it was less than a month ago. Doctor Teresa Doctor Teresa Tam said, "No, we shouldn't close the border. That's not effective anyway." So taking the advice of our chief medical officer of health, I'd like to see the border reopen. All right. Well, I'm being a little facetious there. You probably heard a little sarcasm. (laughs) If you didn't, it was there. It may or may not happen in the next little while. I see them easing restrictions. I do see them easing restrictions by the summertime, but I don't think it'll be gung-ho, open up everything in the next little while. Just shouldn't happen. Uh, The Bank of Canada. (sighs) Boy, they got a tough job, don't they? Uh, The Bank of Canada yesterday made a groundbreaking announcement. The COVID-19 impact is going to be the worst on record this downturn. No shit, Stephen Polaz. No shit. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Really bad. But what he said after that was actually fairly insightful. He said, if conditions improve quickly, the economic shock is likely to be abrupt and deep, but relatively short-lived. Okay. I mean, we're going to hurt bad but only for a short amount of time Mm -hmm. i think he was thinking like 2022 or middle of 2021 we might be able to get back on track but it's gonna suck in the meantime right so not necessarily like the 2009 recession situation where we barely even got back on track before this pandemic began it took a long 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 time so a little more short-lived that's that's a little bit of that's good news i think it's good news knock inside Um, some bad news right like it's a little glimmer of something We know it's going to be bad. We really do. Uh, By the way, yesterday we predicted in the podcast that soon Justin Trudeau would announce there's help for more people coming. You know, I'm starting to think that he is just dumb. He's 
because he did do an announcement, but he didn't do the whole announcement. And I don't know if it's him. Like, maybe he's a brilliant man that's just taking advice from bad people. I don't know. But yesterday, the prime minister, to try and help people and prevent this economic downturn that the Bank of Canada was talking about, he said, okay, now we're going to make the CERB, the Canadian Economic Relief Benefit, available to more people. So if you make less than $1,000 a month, you're eligible for the CERB. Okay, but you still didn't solve the problem here because that does nothing for students. And when I say that, I'll give you a prime example. There's many students out there who only have summer jobs. They're going to university next year, and this would be the summer that they would work. Mm -hmm. Well, if they didn't make $5,000 total last year, which you probably wouldn't work in about 15 to 25 hours a week at minimum wage. If they didn't make five grand, they're not eligible for it. Okay, well, shit, just give them the fucking money. Please give the the students the money. And that's all well and good that you're going to pay 100% of the wages for students to get summer jobs. But we don't even know if there will be summer jobs. Give them the COVID relief benefit. Mm -hmm. And another thing, if you make less than $1,000, you can now apply for the SERP. Well, that's a little ambiguous. Does that mean you'll get the full 2000 to bring you up to $3,000? Yeah, I thought it was a top up. Is it not that clear? It's not clear oh, whether or not it's a top up or whether or not they're just going to get into the CERB like everybody else. I also don't know who's going to administer that and who's going to keep track of how close to the thousand dollars you were. Oh, it's going to be a gong show next year trying to sort out who did what and what who's supposed to get who and who got too much and who didn't get enough. It's going to be fucked. Yeah, you know, it's totally fucked. So I, I don't know how they're going to administer it other than it would be so simple. I mean, if you're working in the gig economy, you're considered a, a frontline worker then. If you're out there delivering Uber Eats or skip the dishes so that other people can stay home, great. Good for you. Maybe you're making roughly $1,000 a month, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Well, they're likely to opt out as soon as they get close to 1000 bucks because they're going to want their top up or they're going to want their 2000 extra, whichever it is. I still don't fully understand it. And I still want to know what's going to happen for the people who have lost a lot of their income. And this is the biggest demographic affected by the CERB. This is how it's not effective. Uh, I'll give you someone who has a side hustle as example. Uh, You've got a job, let's say you make $30,000 a year. So to try and top it up and be able to afford your mortgage and your car payment and your line of credit payments, you have a side hustle. Let's say you're a handyman. Okay, well, there's no handyman work being done right now, so you've lost a major chunk of your income. But because you still have that 30000 or 20000 or 10000 or whatever it was from your other job, you're not eligible for a penny. You're actually working or on a payroll, but getting less than people who are sitting at home. It makes no sense to me, Kat. Yeah. Yeah. There were so many different ways that they could have avoided this and just made the system so much more fair. Yeah. But in the prime minister's defense, he says he's going to keep making announcements and keep rolling out new things. And we will try to keep track of all of it the best we can. They canceled the RBC Canadian Open today. I know. I'm sorry. I was so disappointed. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, chief of infectious disease in America. Did an interview with Vanity Fair. If you go to VanityFair.com, you can look up this article. It just came out this month. And they asked him a whole bunch of things about COVID. And maybe you're wondering some of these things. Like, can you hook up? Can you have a hookup during a pandemic? Best guess. What do you think? I mean, my first go-to answer would be, you shouldn't. Right. You shouldn't. You hook up with a rando, especially, that you met online? No. Uh Uh-uh. No. So... 
what he's saying, yeah, he's actually very reasonable. He's a great compromise, I think, because he doesn't want you to do things that are dangerous, but he knows that some people are going to do dangerous things anyway. So he also gives you the alternative to keep yourself safe. So at the same time as he's saying, no, it's not a good idea to have a hookup. He understands that some people are swiping like crazy on Tinder and might want to get laid. So he says, if you're going to do it, make sure they're not sick. How does that work, though? Do you take their temperature? That should be any time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Never fuck a sick person ever. Jesus Christ. Make sure they're not sick is his best advice and take all necessary precautions. Yeah. So what do I wipe it down first? Like with a wipe or how, how do I take all necessary precautions there? Do Everything- I use one of those like plexiglass windows like they have at the superstore and like just poke a hole in the bottom of it and do it through the plexiglass like some sort of a see-through glory hole? Oh, how does it work? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I would, again, just say avoid it. Um, you, but the sex toys industry is doing so well right now. Why don't you just jump on board that instead of jumping on board someone else's genitals you're not sure about right now? That's a good way to put it. With the sex toy industry just booming and so many people wondering if they can have a hookup, enough that they actually had to ask Dr. Anthony Fauci himself, maybe you should, if you really want to hook up, just go fuck yourself. Yeah. Just consider doing that. Yeah. And that should get rid of the urge to do dumb things like hook up with a random stranger. Just do yourself. Is that fair? <laughs> is that a good way to put it? I Just think go fuck that's yourself. totally fair. By the way, and, and on that note, I saw a great, uh, well, I don't know how great it is, but I know people are missing sports right now. So from sex to sports, let's go here for a second. Because this survey was done and it was over a thousand sports fans who are obviously missing everything from basketball to hockey to golf right now. So they're so desperate that there's actually 6% of people that would give up sex for an entire year to get sports back right now. Sex for a year to get sports back. I don't know. If I'm sports, I'm going to want uh, a better uh, a better return than that. 5.2% said they would be willing to contract the coronavirus if it meant sports could continue. Really? Yeah. Who are these people? I know. More realistically, I mean, none of this is really realistic because it's not like you can choose, but 20% say they'd give up alcohol for a year. Scott, would you give up alcohol for a year to get back all of your favorite golf classics, your Raptors, your Leafs, anything, your lacrosse season? Giving up alcohol for a year. Not even for a month would I give it up to get those things back. Interesting. No, 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 and no. Mm. We can't play sports right now. It's not safe. In fact, in that article in Vanity Fair with Dr. Anthony Fauci, they asked him, will sports be back soon? And he said, you know, I mean, we'll evaluate it once the time comes and see where we're at. But if there's any infections, I don't want people getting together. Right. And how can you blame them? We don't want people getting together. So it's not a good idea. I did have an interesting conversation, though, with someone in the sports industry who was explaining to me some of the discussions that are going on behind the scenes about return to play protocol. And they've discussed everything from playing without fans to basically sequestering every athlete and playing it in one spot. So let's say, for example, they decided to play the rest of the NHL season. They wanted to have the playoffs. They would do games, a couple games a day, so there'd be sports on all day. They would all be played in, say, 
Florida or Chicago or wherever, maybe where there's not a high case count. And the players would be locked in their rooms. They would get tested beforehand. If they're clean, they would go play the game and then have to go right back to their hotel to make sure that they don't get infected while they're playing. Okay. If everybody was safe, that's a viable possibility. I've also heard they're exploring different helmet technology to try and prevent droplets from coming out of people's mouths that could infect other people. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different discussions going on around sports. Uh, As far as us willing to make a deal with the devil, oh, I won't have sex for a year. I won't drink booze for a year. I mean, I suppose you could think about it, but I don't really know that it's going to make that big a difference. Um, That, by the way, was from TickPick.com, because I know some people might ask. So if you're interested, you can find the rest of the survey results. There's other things people said they would give up, but if you're interested at all, TickPick.com. Can I just, do people seem more sensitive to you or less sensitive? How are you feeling like online? You're a big, you're a big Twitter guy. Twitter. Do you feel like people are like the same? Do you feel like they're a little more defensive if we point things out or share articles? Because I'm noticing a lot of that. People are very fighty. It's funny because there's a lot of people who sit around and and they do their best, I suppose, to get educated. Like they watch the news conferences that happen every single day and they watch the news and they think they're up to date. And for the most part, you probably are if you're watching reputable news. The problem is, is that some asshole they went to high school with shares a video and then they start forwarding this video on to everybody else and they think it it's true and it's not. It's fake news. So there's way too much fake news going out there and people want to argue with you. When you have facts and all they've got is some wild claim that got made in a YouTube video somewhere. There's a lot of that. And people are, it's almost like you can't convince them they're wrong. One person tried to tell me the other day that there's uh, all the concerts have been canceled by the government. The government didn't cancel any concerts, not beyond June 30th. Right. But there's people convinced, oh, Justin Trudeau's the reason I can't go see Justin Bieber. Justin Trudeau didn't tell Justin Bieber not to play Rogers Center in September. It has nothing to do with Justin Trudeau. Doug Ford didn't do it either. The venues are making decisions to close, and the cities may not be issuing new permits in the short term, but it's not like the government said, fuck Justin Bieber. That concert's not happening. (laughs) Fuck Justin Bieber. We don't know that for sure, Scott. They might have said that. But people hear this shit online. Sure. sure. Uh, there's uh, a proposal. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I find people quite sensitive too. I posted this because I did my grocery shop. This is why I bring this up. I did my grocery shop and I have it narrowed down to a science of just under every two weeks. We have to go. We have to stock up on our supplies. I want that fresh produce for my kids. I want everything else. So once every two weeks is where we're at now. So yesterday was the day. So... I noticed a couple of things. And I don't know, you shop Longo's usually? Mm -hmm. So you got the, do you guys, do they have the masking tape on the floor? You can only go one direction. Then you got to go another direction down another aisle. And that's just the way it is. Now they do. It took them a while to get it in place. Now they have okay. directions. Okay, that's kind of like same same place I'm at. Uh, they, there were certain steps they took, it seemed. So yesterday, they had the arrows on the floor and signs posted to please follow the arrows just to keep a safe distance, wait for someone to be done on the shelves, da-da-da-da. So that's fine and all well and good. I just put a simple thought out there on both Facebook and Twitter, and I'll tell you what it is because I stand by it, damn it. But it was just more of a lighthearted kind of comment. And I've talked about these dipshits who can't figure out roundabouts before. I'm convinced that the people who can't read the arrows in the grocery store aisle right now are the same people who don't know how to use a roundabout. 
<laughs> that's my theory you're, you're probably not wrong that's my theory and i thought it was humorous that some people were actually replying going actually cat i didn't follow the arrows i got told off by someone i also hate roundabouts and i don't know how to use them so there were some people being completely honest other people so fucking defensive and saying i can't believe you're going to attack people who maybe it's elderly people that aren't reading it are you, did you even fucking read what I said? Did I say no. all you assholes who are doing this are the worst people and all you people are the worst? I just made a simple observation and a little lighthearted comment. And I felt like people are fucking losing their minds every now and again. Most of them were good, fine, laughed about it or told me about their experiences, which is great. Can we all just agree though? Like, just calm down. And if somebody puts something on Facebook or Twitter right now, based on their own experiences, Nothing you say to them will change what they saw and what they thought for the most part. Like, just leave some things alone. Yep. Can we just take a breath? Leave some things alone. Uh, Why do we have to argue every single thing or make a comment on every single thing? And just stop getting so damn defensive about certain things. If they flat out said something to the point of old people in the stores are the worst. Okay, sure, you can tell them they're fucking assholes because obviously that's a terrible thing to say. But when someone's just making an observation or an opinion on something, can you just calm the fuck down, please? Please. Yeah. Please calm the fuck down. Uh, I, I, people just seem very fighty. Like I said, it, it, everything that they don't personally agree with, they it's not enough to just disagree. They want to fight about it. And they're calling each other names and all sorts of stuff. You should see my Facebook. It is a gong show every single day because people are attacking each other over their opinion. And I don't understand why. It's almost like we're in an election campaign, even though we're not. Very, very discouraging. Uh, Last point I want to make here before we get to the replay of the interview with Kitchener Mayor Barry Verbanovic is (laughs) I just found this a little bit ironic that they're doing it in the UK and now Canadian officials are considering doing it here. It would be a crime to share fake news about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a couple of issues with this. Mm -hmm. Number one. The government imposing criminal penalties on people who share fake news is probably the ultimate irony because the government were the biggest propagators of fake news through this entire thing. Remember a month ago when risk of transmission remains low. You don't need to wear a mask. Closing borders doesn't make a difference. It won't help. Remember all that shit? Yeah. They themselves gave out the wrong information for months. So for them to do that is crazy. Although I do agree, I would like to see something come into place to get rid of some of the the really outlandish stories that are floating out around out there. I mean, you could see a story online that says if you eat cat litter, you'll be protected from coronavirus. Well, shit. I don't know who would see that and believe it and start chowing down on the cat's litter box, but Come on, people, check your sources before you start sharing random stuff and stop forwarding everything you see on Facebook Messenger because I'm getting tired of the notifications. I don't watch your attachments. Right. (laughs) I never did, though. Facebook Messenger drives me bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, I mean, we always agree with this Facebook Messenger at some point. Like, it's got to be an optional thing for some people. Yeah. If China wants to do anything, you can go ahead and take out Facebook Messenger. (laughs) 
That I'll thank you for. Balls in your court. <laughs> uh, it's Thursday. Uh, all the episodes, again, are organized. So go back and listen to other podcasts. And we will likely have another one out this week, although not committing to that 100% because we're still distanced. But either way, podcasts are coming out regularly. Hit that subscribe button, everybody. You want to get to this replay? Yeah, let's do it. It's uh, us chatting with the mayor and some of the questions you might have yourself. So here you go. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Um, We asked people to send us the questions that they would ask you if they could just walk into your office in City Hall and ask. Uh, People are confused about a couple of things. So can I run some of these questions by you? Absolutely. Okay. One person wants to know, what exactly is parking enforcement ticketing right now? And what are they not ticketing in Kitchener? So essentially, the things we're not ticketing right now... Uh, are any overnight parking, uh, which typically at this time of year we're allowing anyway, as well as the three-hour rule um, that normally applies. We're not ticketing that. But if you're still parked in a handicapped zone or a fire zone uh, and we get a complaint, we'll be acting on it and still ticketing. Okay, so that makes things more clear. Thank you. Uh, Somebody wants to know, is there anywhere that people can go and kick a soccer ball around or shoot some hoops? Or is everything closed down? So, unfortunately, and I know people aren't going to like this answer, but by the provincial order, so the same thing applies all across Ontario. Uh, right now, there there isn't. I mean, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a backyard that allows you to kick it around a little bit, you can do it there, but um, but that's it. Uh, no, uh, no parks are, are open for those purposes. Okay, uh, another question. How much longer will waste collection continue? And are there any restrictions that people need to know about on garbage day? Yeah, so uh, a few things that, uh, that that have changed. Uh, so during the, the, the pandemic, we've upped the uh, bag limit to six from four because we know people have um, some extra garbage with being uh, at home so much more. <clears throat> and so that's helping out. And just this week, uh, the region started with uh, yard waste collection. It was uh, Waterloo and Cambridge uh, this week, and next week it's Kitchener and the townships. Um, and so that will continue as long as our waste collectors, um, uh, the contractors that we use stay healthy. The only thing that isn't happening right now is the big bulky stuff. So if you're trying to get rid of an old couch or an appliance, we ask you to hang on to that uh, in your garage or at the side of the house uh, or in your basement until uh, this is over, and then we'll resume the, uh, the big bulky collection at that time. Okay, if you're just throwing the radio on, Kitchener Mayor Barry Fervanovic is on, and he's answering your questions that you want to know about what's happening in Waterloo Region with COVID-19. Yesterday and the day before, headlines were made in Ottawa when they said they don't want residents doing driveway beers or having a beer across the fence anymore. They want people to basically isolate. Will any guidelines like that be coming down from Kitchener? So listen, we, we have not set those kinds of guidelines. And in fact, my understanding is uh, there's been clarification even in the city of Ottawa around that. And if neighbors want to connect with each other over uh, over a fence or over a, a driveway, um, that, you know, nobody's going to stop that. But you have to at least stay two meters apart um, when you do that. And, and the problem is we're all social animals, right? We want to hit beer bottles when we when we uh, cheers each other or whatever the case is. Well, when that happens, guess what? You're not two meters apart. So you can be really disciplined about it. It's okay. But if we really want to get this over so that we can start enjoying the summer months, which all of us want to do, 
then um, then it's best you know to try to avoid that. But if you absolutely feel you yeah, you have to do that or have that conversation. You know, yeah, you can do it, but but be two, you know, two meters mm-hmm. apart from each other. Okay. Um, um, oh, also, ahead, an, someone who wants uh, an update from last week, and we chatted with you about uh, trailers and getting the accessibility of their trailers, which usually is what is it May first on a usual. Some people wondering if they can isolate in trailers and if they're able to bring those out earlier. Is there any update on that? So that is uh, an area that we continue to work on, but those who have particular circumstances. Uh, particularly those in, in the healthcare field or first responders um, that are, are needing to, to isolate. Uh, we ask them to actually contact our bylaw office and speak to our uh, director of, of bylaw, Gloria McNeil, and uh, uh, she's uh, sort of tracking those and, and will help people out as that gets uh, dealt with. Okay. Uh, regarding sports, Basically, when all these emergency measures kicked in, it was the end of minor hockey season. And this is a time of year when typically things like floor hockey would be played and lacrosse would be played in the town's arenas. Uh, Someone is wondering, will summer sports get a chance to play? Or if these restrictions continue into the summer, will it just go back to ice back in the arenas and continue on with hockey season? Sure. So you so you might have heard yesterday that uh, all the, the three cities and the four townships um, announced that all of our spring programming and our recreational facilities will be closed until June 30th. And that's really come in consultation with all of our community partners that do uh, the spring programming and needed to be able to plan. Wanted to ensure it was safe for the volunteers and, and, and the participants and also didn't want to sort of you know, keep organizing and spending a lot of time volunteering and organizing things only to, to potentially have, you know, the, the, the timelines extended and not be able to uh, to move forward. So in terms of the facilities, if we can open them up before June 30th, we will. But in terms of those organized activities, they're, they're canceled up to and including June 30th. Okay. Unfortunately, Here's- it's not, it was one of those, you know, I mean, a number of these decisions over the past few weeks, to be honest with you, are decisions that you never want to have to make as a municipality. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we, 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 we love going to these, these events. We love opening facilities. We don't love saying they're, they're, uh, they're, they're closed down. That's not what you do. But these are um, emergency public health orders that have come down from the province. And you know what? They're for our own good. And we have to just, you know, continue to, to hunker down. We're, we're doing well. Like, you know, this could have we could have seen many more peaks uh, along this journey, and we haven't, and that's been a good thing. But that means we really need to hunker down for mm-hmm. for a little while longer to uh, to really uh, nip this in the bud and and, uh, and and beat it. Right, and it goes till June thirtieth. So obviously, we know Canada Day follows that, and there's a lot of big celebrations around the region generally. But in Kitchener, I guess I'll ask you specific: Is there a date you're looking at? Uh, in terms of May 15th, for example, we're going to make the decision on whether Canada Day is a go or is not? So it's obviously going to flow, you know, in, in the coming weeks and the kind of advice we get from the federal, provincial and, and regional medical officers of health. Um, we are starting to think about what would Canada Day look like if it wasn't a large community gathering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we are going to prepare so that we can still celebrate this wonderful country and and all the great people and great things that are happening in it, because you know, despite how challenging this is, 
We're also very fortunate as, as, as a people and as a country, and, and, and we want to celebrate that, even if it means it might be different this year um, compared to compared to past years. Can you give us any idea of if it did change, and obviously we're not going to have any large gathering if that's the case, on what ideas you guys have come up with at the city of what we can do, or are you not going to give any of that away right now? You know what? It, it really is uh, early on. Uh, the teams, uh, I know, have started talking about them. I haven't you know been briefed in terms of what what people are exploring, but are there smaller things we can do on our street, in our neighborhood, or, you know, we're still hunkered down at home. Uh, are there things that we can do um, at our own homes mm-hmm. to uh, to try to uh, celebrate Canada Day? Okay. Uh, last question. This one just came in by text. Do food places need to have their employees wearing face masks in the facility? Um, that is a, a choice uh, of the uh, of, of the worker and of the uh, of the food uh, restaurant or the or the retailer, um, you know. Obviously, we know that uh, it has been suggested that people can uh, wear masks, and that certainly helps protect others from uh, from them. It doesn't necessarily um, help uh, protect them from uh, others, but it it really is a a, a personal choice and also uh, a choice of the the. the the individual corporate policy around uh, worker safety. Okay. Uh, Kitchener Mayor Barry Verbanovic, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. And I think we're going to do this regularly, right? Because we get asked a lot of questions throughout the week. So if we could get you on like once a week just to answer some of those questions, that would be awesome. Absolutely. Happy to do it on Thursday mornings. And and if I can, really quickly, Scott, just uh, remind people that on Tuesday we launched hashtag Kitchener Says Thanks which is a, a poster campaign for people to say thank you for the kinds of things happening in our community, but also a, con- a live concert series on Tuesday mornings for kids and Thursday evenings for families. Uh, and the first concert is tonight. Uh, it's 12 Mile Island. It's always local entertainment, and it'll be for an hour on uh, Kitchener's Facebook channel. And you can get more information at kitchener.ca slash Kitchener Says Thanks. I love that. Ah, awesome. All right, Mr. Mayor, thank you very much. Thanks to both of you. Have a great week. See you next Thursday. You got it. It's 816 with Scott and Kat. It's great that he comes on and answers Mm -hmm. questions like that very candidly. I love it.